Hey y'all, it's Jana. This week's episode is going to be a little bit different, uh, different in a good way. I get to listen to this episode just like you, the audience, do, because I'm technically not in this episode other than what you're hearing right now. I, um, we had a bit of a freak accident with Anna, our daughter. She was playing soccer and they were scrimmaging against the boys and she took a soccer ball directly to her eyeball. She doesn't even have a black eye because her eye took the full force of the impact. She tore her iris and has a um, retinal concussion. Did not know that existed. You learn something new every day. And in the hold home, you usually learn a medical term every day. So she is on strict bed rest uh, other than going to the doctor, which is pretty much daily so they can check her eye pressure and see if the bleeding has subsided. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I am so thankful for um, just our doctors, the hospital, and all of our friends and family that have been so generous and bringing us meals and praying. So, and that includes you guys. Y'all have reached out and it just means a ton. She's okay. She uh, lost all of her vision for a few hours. Um, Most of it has come back. She's probably at 75%. um, But yeah, it's, it's been a situation. So we are getting through it and surviving, not exactly thriving, but I have really looked at this as an opportunity from God to really slow down and enjoy this Christmas season, which I think is perfect because today you're going to hear from Laura and the Rev, also known as Jeff, uh, all about Advent season and what Advent really is, what it means. If you're like Laura and I and grew up in maybe like a Southern Baptist church and your church um, did not really talk about Advent per se. And my church probably did in a way, but I was young and in children's church or, you know, chewing juicy fruit on the church pew, not really paying attention. But I love that um, pretty much across the denominations now have really started celebrating Advent and using that time to really reflect on what is coming up in the birth of Jesus. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn something. I know I'm excited to listen and learn something and have the correct verbiage to use and for my kids to understand it completely. So I hope you listen, enjoy, make sure to listen to the very end. Laura draws our winner for our giveaway. Super excited. So that uh, the winner is getting an ice roller for her face and then a gift card to Sicily and Moss, our favorite bracelet um, boutique. Anyways, thank you so much for being here. I miss you guys. I'll be back and I love you. Okay, so a little bit of a different approach for today, but I hope that it will be something that you guys enjoy and that will um, just kind of get you ready for what's going on in our lives right now as far as Christmas and um, obviously hope that you guys will keep the whole family in your prayers and um, continue to lift Anna up as she recovers from from everything that's going on with her. But I am actually sitting here in my office with the Rev. Hello, everyone. <laughs> he is super duper excited to be my fill-in partner today and to share a little bit about Advent with you guys. 
right? Right, right. Super excited. You might know him from the end of the episode when he tells us to. Settle down, girls. <laughs> um, and maybe you've heard the episode where we talked a little bit about our marriage uh, earlier in our year. But um, if you don't know the Rev, the Rev is my husband, uh, Jeff, and we get a lot of references to him, but he doesn't make a whole lot of appearances. He's he's a little bit microphone shy. A so. little bit. I just hope I don't burn down everything y'all have built so worked so hard to build. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, but we thought he would be a great guest today because he's... Well, he's the Rev, and we're talking about Advent, and so we felt like we might need to call in the big guns and not just Google things for you guys today. So we, um, we're we just going to kind of have a little conversation. Um, I, I don't know where you are in your faith journey or what your background is, but uh, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. And when Jeff and I started dating, uh, that was really the first time I had attended or been involved in uh, the Methodist tradition and um, learned a lot, learned a whole whole lot about their tradition pretty quickly. Um, I think I've told this before, but I remember on one of our first dates, Jeff told me, and I don't think he was telling me like necessarily because he thought he was going to marry me, but he did tell me that this was like a non-compromise issue with him, like this whole which tradition we would be a part of as far as our faith, and he said, or he would be a part of, not we at the at the moment, because I think it might have been our first date. Was it our first date? I thought that was much further down the, into the relationship when that came up. I don't think so. I mean, he he put it out there, but he pretty much said. I'm going to be Methodist, and my family's going to be Methodist. And so now I joke, we have have had no idea just how Methodist we were going to be. And it's strange that that's the one thing where in our whole relationship that I've been able to say, this is what's going to happen, and it actually happened. <laughs> it's kind of weird how God protected that one one thing that I, that one I've mandate I put down. St- <laughs> Hey, I don't know if y'all been following along, but we now live in a new place. <laughs> we moved this year. I don't think that was a... Anyway. Yeah, there was a lot that came along with that one thing. <laughs> we, neither one of us had any idea how much would come along with that one Methodist thing. But... No, no, we did not. But we love it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Are you, in your own words, because... Jonna asked me frequently how things are going in Pascagoula. How are things going in Pascagoula? Good days and bad days. <laughs> Strikes and gutters, man. Uh, no, there's. it's been really good overall. It's been a, a real blessing. Uh, again, there are small victories, small uh, defeats, but um, God is here and has us here. Yeah. What's it been like to come back to your like old, old home? Like, oh. <laughs> it's been really weird. Again, <laughs> I didn't have any reason to come vis- even visit back here for what twenty years now since mm-hmm. mom and dad moved no. in oh six. What's that? Six thirteen. Thirteen years, Riley. Thirteen years. Yeah, We're pregnant with Riley. So, no reason to even come back here uh, and visit. And so you leave a place that you grew up in your whole life for that long and. A lot of things are the same, but a lot of things are different. And uh, the first couple of weeks were really cool. 
getting to see a lot of people that hadn't seen in forever. Uh, and I was just talking to somebody last uh, week, I think, <laughs> and I compared it to uh, those first couple of weeks going on vacation and, you know, how you get really excited to be in a new place. And then after a while, you're like, okay, this is really cool, but I'm ready to go home. <laughs> and then I realized this is home now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been neat. Yeah. It's been fun to meet people that knew Jeff growing up and for them to learn that you're a preacher. Yeah, a lot of them are shocked, and a lot of them are not shocked. It's weird. And you've gotten to hear a lot of stories that I had even forgotten about oh, me. It's been really fun in that regard. It has been fun. It has been fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's been that's been good. But we're getting adjusted. We're going to spend our first Christmas on the coast, or my first Christmas. I guess you spent a lot of Christmases on the coast. Sure, yeah. Our first Christmas on the coast, and uh, I think it's supposed to be like, 75 degrees yes, today. Will, will not be white. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're enjoying that. But um, anyway, but we are, we are going to talk about Advent today. We're going to talk about just um, some things that I've been learning. Our Sunday school class is going through this uh, video series and conversation. Jeff led that yesterday. Our, our normal Sunday school teacher was out of out of town, and so um, he went, stepped in and and led that conversation yesterday. But it's been, you know, even growing growing up Baptist, moving into the Methodist tradition. I guess fifteen years ago, sixteen years ago. Um, there's still things that I'm learning just about how this all works. I, that sounds crazy because I grew up in the church, and for me to be like, this is new to me, you were a little <laughs> bit shocked by that. But it's not necessarily new. It's just, I don't know, there's so many different things that are a little bit new. So let's just start with, like, what is, let's start with the broad question. What mm-hmm. is Advent? Uh, Advent uh, in in the Christian calendar is the beginning. So we have our Christian New Year technically starts on the first Sunday of Advent. Uh, it's where we start the Christian calendar. Uh, and I know Christian calendars are not something that all traditions uh, observe at all. I think in the Baptist church, you didn't even, they didn't pay attention to anything <laughs> on the Christian calendar other than Christmas and Easter, maybe Pentecost, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And so those are the really big landmarks, but Advent is where it technically starts. And uh, it's basically the the church started this uh, the calendar kind of in line with, uh, in the Old Testament, of course, you know how God created this calendar uh, in creation of seven days. And then later when he gave the law, and how they were to worship him, uh, it revolved around a yearly calendar, right? There were each, there were festivals, there were days each year that were to be observed and uh, by Israel. And these were landmarks uh, looking back to the past, on to the Exodus, and how he uh, had seen them through these things, times when they were to remember. Uh, and so the Christian church very early on, uh, adapted their own calendar around the life of Christ and Advent. Uh, again, in this study, can I say the study? Is that something? Yeah, uh, sure. So we're doing the study we're actually doing <laughs> is the Advent mission. It's put out by Seedbed, which is the publishing house of the seminary where I went, Asbury. 
Uh, Omar Rakabi is the pastor who is actually doing it, but it's through Seedbed, and he does a really good job of explaining. And um, so the study explained um, how it's kind of peculiar, but our beginning of our year is actually the end of of all things is what we're preparing for. So Advent literally means coming or arrival. And so what we are preparing for and what we are remembering is the promise mainly uh, that Christ has promised to come, to uh, return and to make all things new. And so it's kind of backwards that we start at the beginning, but it's also we start there because it's leading up to the beginning as we go through the life of Christ. So that obviously started at his conception and then, of course, Christmas when he was born. Yeah, that was kind of a shift for me in my mind until, I guess, learning more about what Advent is. It was like the the preparation, the preparing of your heart for the birth of Christ, but that's not really... That's not right. really what it is. I mean, it's a celebration. It's the birth of Christ has already happened, so <laughs> we can't really prepare for that. We remember that and we celebrate that. Right. Um, but the point for us now, where we are in the story, is to be preparing for his second coming, for his second advent, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, I love that he really focuses on this idea of the rescue mission, that um, I just think that's such a cool way to frame what we do in this waiting time. And you and I are pretty familiar with how to wait on things. Yeah. <laughs> we we just recently, we're going to say celebrated and use air quotes around it, celebrated four years of waiting for our adoption. And there's been a lot of things that we've been doing, right, to prepare for one day, our daughter coming home, but there's some pretty pretty specific things that we're supposed to be doing right now in yep. preparation for his second coming. And, and kind of like his coming, we have no idea when it's going to happen. <laughs> and haven't for a long time. That's a great parallel. We've been saying, we've said several times it could happen tomorrow, it could happen a year from now. So, which is very similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, can you talk a little bit about? The whole, con- like, what what does he mean by this this pastor that's leading the study, the rescue mission concept? Like, what does that look like for us as believers? Well, the rescue mission, I believe, uh, he started off with, and this is my favorite thing that, that I learned in seminary, was how to look at the whole story of Scripture. So the from the beginning uh, in Genesis and creation to Revelation uh, to the end to new creation uh, and how... Uh, to look at the scripture as one uh, big picture, one whole story. And, and that's rescue mission is how he first framed all of this was, uh, you know, the creation, it was good. And we were in God's presence, in God's place, and we were God's people. And, and then sin entered in, and that was uh, what he termed mission failure. But the story of the rest of scripture uh, is one big rescue mission for all of creation, all of humanity. And, mm-hmm. uh, and of course, Christ is the way uh, that he went about uh, pulling that rescue mission off. And now where we are, we are Christ's people. We are filled with Christ and participating in 
the rescue mission for the rest of the world. And so it's not just about uh, our own personal relationship with Christ, which is awesome. It's not just about our own personal salvation, which is awesome. Uh, it's about um, God's desire to to see that as many people as possible can be rescued, if you will. And that's the job, the task of the church from the time of Pentecost until the time he returns, which is the two landmarks that started and will end the, the church age that we are in now. You, yesterday, I can't remember if it was in Sunday school or in the sermon, you used the, this illustration of like the heroic, like when somebody rescues, like there's a burning building and you get out and then uh, there's yeah, like yeah. this, explain that a little bit. I thought that was such a great like visual and something that we can truly relate to the way that we're supposed to approach this time of. <laughs> I was just talking about in my times of. Uh, boredom and uh, self self searching, I guess you will. <laughs> I, I, you tend to think about really weird things, and uh, I was thinking the other day. You know, am I the kind of person that if you know there's a building on fire and I was safe and my family was safe, would I would I put myself at risk to go back in and see that some other people could be safe, um, or or uh, something along those lines? <laughs> just a generic. TV situation uh, that happens in real life. Obviously, nothing I've ever had to deal with. But you think about those things. Would I be willing to do that? And uh, in uh, in regards to being a disciple of Christ, uh, we all have this temptation to say, well, I have been saved. And me and my family and those I love the most are saved. So, so we're good. If Christ comes tomorrow, praise the Lord, amen, and we're all going to be much better off and in a much better situation. Uh, but that's a temptation we all have to just take care of us and our own and then not worry about the rest and say, well, if they didn't believe, that's their fault. <laughs> uh, which is true, uh, but uh, I believe God has a heart for the lost and wants us to have a heart for the people who have um, not experienced that grace mm. as we have just yet. Mm. And so we have... Uh, a charge to to have our attitude change to be more like that of of Christ mm-hmm. and to 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 be more concerned with the people who have not yet been rescued i guess mm-hmm. one way. yeah that was i just thought that was a really good kind of visual that we can all hopefully never been in that situation but like can at least relate to like you said from watching it on movies or seeing it in news reports or things like that we can definitely uh, relate to that, that that's kind of what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be going back in and taking as, what is it you always used to say in our youth group? We get, drag as many people. Drag as many people into heaven with us when we go, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Okay, well, let's talk about, there's some some things, some Advent things, like, tra- I'm going <clears> to <throat> call them traditions, yeah. I guess, um, symbols. Symbols, symbols traditions, maybe and these traditions. are words I love. A lot of people hate these words, but I love I love these words. Yeah, this is where Jeff and I differ big time in our uh, what we what we look for in in worship. I like the old stuff, but I like the new stuff too. Give me all the the praise and worship, hand raising. I like new stuff. Yeah, yeah, you like the old stuff better. <laughs> I like I like traditions. He does. Anyway, um, so let's talk about one of the things that I think. I have come to to love 
so much about the season of Advent, specifically in our Methodist tradition, is the lighting of the Advent wreath each week in church. And then also we have our own Advent wreath that someone gifted us. Um, And so if you're not familiar with that, uh, usually they're circular, which we'll talk about in just a second, kind of that transition. But usually they're circular and there's four candles. There's um, three purple and one purple or blue blue, and one pink in the outside circle and one white candle in the center. And so each of the four Sundays leading up to Christmas in our church, it's usually a family comes Mm -hmm. and they read um, kind of a prepared, like a little devotion and a specific prayer for the focus of that week. So the first week is, and I think this differs it doesn't have to follow the no, exact... No, it's not a strict thing at, mm-hmm. at all. It can be uh, anything you really want. It didn't really have to have a theme. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my personal experience uh, growing up, and, and uh, it seems like the church we're in now observed the four, um, and they usually go in the same order as Hope is the first Sunday, followed by Peace. Um, and then the third one is Joy. That's the pink candle. Um, that goes along with, um, it's kind of a parallel to Lent. If you're familiar with Latere Sunday and Lent is the, <laughs> is the joyful Sunday. Lent's supposed to be this time of somber fasting and praying. Um, uh, whereas, I laugh because he gave me the side eye because he knows that I'm still learning all this stuff. So I was not <laughs> laughing at the concept of Lent. I was laughing at his knowledge that I'm still learning. But anyway, yeah, everybody gets thrown off because they think the pink one's supposed to be love at yeah, the end because it would go blue, 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 pink then. Right? But it, yeah, we mix it up. We get crazy in the Methodist Church. We go blue, blue, pink, then another blue. <laughs> No, but anyway, hope, peace, and then joy and love, and then uh, usually on Christmas Eve uh, service we write light the Christ candle in the middle, mm-hmm. and so that's um, that's a later tradition. When I say I like tradition, I, the more ancient the tradition, mm-hmm. the more I like it. Mm, and so okay. those okay. those themes were actually <laughs> the least ancient. Of the the Advent traditions uh, originally. So what he's saying is, he, I like it because it's new. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> so the idea of Advent uh, began again about orienting the life of the church and the the cycle of the year around the the life of Christ, and so it began there, preparing for His coming. And so there's a lot of. Uh, if you follow the lectionary, there'll be a lot of John the Baptist who Wait, is stop. preparing time, the way. Time out. Explain what a lectionary is. That was also something. Y'all, when I tell y'all, I am was not prepared to be a preacher's wife, let alone a Methodist preacher's wife who loves tradition and the good old days of ancient times. I tell you that in all sincerity. Explain what the... What'd you, what the lectionary... The revised common lectionary <laughs> is... Um, and I don't know that whole much about the origins of this. I know it's observed by the Catholic Church, the Anglican Church, which is the tradition that the United Methodist Church uh, came directly from, was the Anglican. Uh, but uh, many traditions, there's a revised common lectionary, and I think there are actually several versions of it. But the one we go by is a three-year cycle, in which every Sunday, and even every day of the year, really, uh, comes from the Book of Common Prayer, 
Everybody knows about uh, that. Everybody right? knows. Yeah, I'm sure y'all have that on your bedside table. But it's daily <laughs> readings and mostly weekly readings where <laughs> there's a there's an Old Testament passage, there's a Psalm, there's a New Testament passage, and then there's a passage from the Gospel, a Gospel reading, uh, four readings for every Sunday. And anyway. Okay, so that's basically if you follow that, that gives you kind of a guide yeah. in staying with. And a lot them. of a lot of churches follow it uh, rigidly. I do not. Uh, I, I usually check it out at the beginning of every week and <laughs> decide see what's going down with the lectionary, and then go from there. Sometimes I use it, sometimes I don't. But anyway, okay. it usually follows along with the Christian uh, calendar and the the life of Christ throughout that. Thank you. So what are we Are y'all... talking about again? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so but anyway, totally on brand. For the theme time. of the Advent wreath was, I think it started in Germany. And, uh, the, the original idea was, of course, we, the church picked December 25th, uh, to be the celebration of Christmas. What? Wasn't the day that Jesus is born? <laughs> that was probably, more than likely not. We, it could have been, it would be really weird, uh, if that was actually the day was born, but the church picked that to be the celebration, the the Christ Mass, if you will, uh, because it is so near the winter solstice, the the shortest day of the year. Uh, when, as God designed it, the days get shorter, there's less and less light, and so uh, this is when we celebrate the coming of the light, when things start getting brighter. And so there was the world was always the pagan world was already celebrating around this time, and I think it's, it has a lot to do with uh, the same time we we celebrate Easter in much the same way. That's the spring, and so the church said we're going to make this this holiday Christian. Because that's golly. when all, that's when all the bunnies and, and little chicks are exactly. coming. <laughs> but anyway, so the days are getting darker, and the wreath. Obviously, we light another candle every week, which is just a symbol of as the world grows darker and darker, uh, we are to be growing brighter and brighter as the light of Christ um, in this dark world, in these dark times. So on Christmas Eve, all four candles are lit and we light the last one and that's to symbolize like the the brightest of the light and the coming of Christ. The coming of Christ. Very cool. I'm learning so much, y'all. I mean, I live under the same roof with this man, and I still sometimes just am in awe of... (laughs) (laughs) That's what you are. In awe. She's just constantly begging me, share with me your wisdom, please. And I just say, no, honey. Keep it all to myself. (laughs) Okay. Um, Sorry. Let me write that back in. Um, so another tradition that I asked you about earlier and, um, just if there's any connection to the church or what it is, sometimes when I'm out, you know, not buying anything, but just out shopping, looking at things, I see these (laughs) advent calendars. Tell me about the advent calendars that we see, like with the doors and the, whatever it looks like. (laughs) Tell me about those. Uh, it's a good way to uh, get a daily uh, dose of chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> or make sure you only get one daily. 
a lot of chocolate? I don't know. It could be a good thing. No, no connection to I don't it. know. It might be a connection to the church. The idea is that we're counting down. Uh, so it's kind of a, just a natural, I guess, what, what would come out of this season where we're counting down to Christmas. But it, I think that's one of the things that can be really commercialized because mm. uh, we're just counting down. I know thinking back in my life, I had an advent calendar uh, when I was a little boy, and I, I loved it. It was my favorite part because we were counting down to, you know, presents and Santa Claus, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's about all I, all I knew about it. Um, yeah. Uh, it can Again, like anything else, it can be used um, commercially like that, or it can be used for, uh, uh, mm-hmm. redeemed and used for a, a holy and sacred purpose. You can, mm-hmm. a lot of them have, Bible verses or parts of the story mm-hmm. uh, leading up to, to Christmas um, as we get closer. So, yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the calendars, okay. the, the countdown calendar. Clearly, we do not have an advent calendar in our house. We can get one if you want. Uh-huh. It's a little uh-huh. late. We'd have to. Uh-huh. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I feel like that would fall under the elf and it would just be one more thing. No, yeah, yeah. Let's not add any more things. Let's not add any more things right now because I'm preparing my heart for the coming of Christ. That's right. <laughs> I need less less things, more preparation. I think that's a pretty, a pretty good theme. I might do our study next year on less things. I think that's going to be the title of our... Yes. <laughs> yes. Like I'm starting with your shop. <laughs> going to start there. Why, why, why is that the first place we decide to go? <laughs> or maybe your gray t-shirt drawer. Can mm. we start there? Mm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or a shoe closet. Okay, now that's not fair. No. Low, blow. <laughs> low, blow. All right, so um, I guess, I mean, is there anything else you think that we need to talk about? I feel like that was a great explanation. Um, I love the way that you kind of have been like just woven some of those things that we've been talking about. Oh, I know what I want you to talk about. I want you to tell the story from church yesterday about your shoes, about the shoes. Okay. So, and this is why it's because, and we're going to leave you guys with this, like your charge, I guess your takeaway from this is that we are on a rescue mission, right? And in order to be like ready to go prepared, we, I feel like that's kind of the point of Advent is to like to prepare our hearts for, for that is, you know, thinking about like the coming year and like things that we want to maybe change or do better or do more. And I, I'm not an advocate of do more. We just said less things, right? But like do more in this area of my life. I would like <clears throat> to do some, do more there. Not more rescue work. More rescue work. <laughs> yeah. Like burning building, like I can totally see myself doing that in 2020. I'm going to have to get in shape, y'all. Um, but <clears throat> I loved that you were talking about just that this is this is a time of preparation, that we're, we are to be preparing ourselves. And you drew that um, connection to Ephesians um, or, 6. Yeah, Ephesians 6, where we're putting on the armor of Christ. I uh, uh, started talking about Ephesians 6 where Paul was talking about spiritual warfare and being prepared <clears throat> in that regard. 
and the, specifically about the the shoes. <laughs> shoes uh, fitted with the shoes, I believe it's with the readiness of the gospel of peace and how so yesterday you, the day was peace, yeah, right? Yeah. So I used that, the gospel of peace. And that's the only place in, in scripture where that phrase is used, gospel of peace. And he's talking about uh He's using the metaphor of these shoes of readiness um, in regard to spiritual warfare. And so I was talking about, I just always have thought about this since I was little. Even then, I wondered, because my mom would get on me about it, and I always wondered, well, why don't I like to take my shoes off? Everybody else likes to take their <laughs> shoes off. But I would always, I just never like to take my shoes off until the end of the day. I'd be sitting around in the living room just relaxing watching tv and my mom would tell me you know take your shoes off and stay a while you know get comfortable <laughs> uh, but i never did want to i don't know uh, why or what i thought i needed to be ready uh, to run from uh, <laughs> i just always had this anxiety about not being prepared to be able to get up and and, and go i guess at any moment um jeff's childhood <laughs> fears is another episode that's we'll talk about that some other time that would be a great one <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> so so I, I, I just used that uh, with the shoes, uh, the readiness of the gospel of peace, just to as the idea is that we should, when it comes to being ready to, to share the gospel, uh, we should always be ready. We should uh, never be so comfortable in this world or even so comfortable in our own salvation. Uh, that we aren't concerned anymore about the the rescue of the rest of the world and the people around us. Mm-hmm. Also, I think too, coming going back to what we first started talking about is that this is preparing for his second coming, and not that I know if you get to take your shoes with you when you go on the right. Well, but. the idea is when he does come again for for those of us who are in Christ, it's going to be the greatest possible thing that could ever happen, and we should have no anxiety. We should be looking forward to it with great anticipation and joy. Uh, but on the other hand, for those who are not in Christ, uh, it will be the worst possible thing that could happen, mm-hmm. and uh, we should not be okay with that. Um, just because we are in good shape. Um, yeah, be ready. Be ready. Okay, well, anything else you want to add? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this. I know You're welcome. Super outside your comfort zone, but I appreciate you doing it. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Man, y'all, I love that guy. He is so wise, and I'm so grateful that he is willing to share all of his wisdom and his knowledge with us about Advent and so many other things. And I hope that it just kind of explains some traditions, maybe that your church practices, or maybe they don't practice, um, and you've been curious about them like I have been for years, uh, just kind of understanding what it all means. And if nothing else, hopefully it was a challenge to you to to keep your shoes on y'all to get ready uh, for just the coming of Christ and what that looks like for those around you um, and your own life. So 
We hope that you guys have a wonderful Christmas. It has been such a fun year. Next episode, we're going to be recapping our 2019 and talking about our dreams and our wishes for 2020. So we hope you'll come back and join us. But before we sign off today, I want to draw for our giveaway. We had a giveaway a few weeks ago when we hit 20,000 downloads. That is so crazy. So y'all can hear that all these entries in this bowl, we're going to draw one out here. We are giving away Jonna's favorite uh, iced roller for your face. We'll ship that to you. And then we're also giving you $20 to our friends um, over at Sicily and Moss to start your own stacked bracelet. This showed up on both of our Christmas uh, wish lists that we did for you guys a few episodes ago. If you're still looking for last minute gifts, definitely check it out. But we're going to draw right now. Got lots of entries here, lots of entries, and we're drawing. We're gonna pick one that's not stuck together. All right. Our winner is at L Bent. I'm assuming it's Bent. L Bent. L Bent. Lisa Bent. Just looked it up. It's Lisa. Lisa, you're a winner. We're gonna be direct messaging you shortly to get your mailing address and have all of these goodies shipped out to you as soon as we can. We'll connect you with our friends again over at Sicily and Moss and make sure that you get what you want for Christmas this year from their selection of amazing bracelets. So super excited. Thanks to everyone who participated, who shared uh, in your stories and just gosh, y'all, thank you so much. 20,000 downloads. We never, ever imagined that we would, would get there uh, as quickly as we have even before our first year anniversary. So thanks for being with us and we hope that you guys have a merry, merry Christmas. Settle down, girls.